recording already. Um, yeah. We should make this an ASMR video. Just yeah. Thank you for inviting us. <laughs> oh, right. The little nice. I like that. I don't understand those things, but whatever. It's been a, it's been a long time. I, I'm, I, like, I'm not like into the ASMR, but there are certain things that I can understand the appeal of. And I'm big into the mechanical keyboards. Mm. And there are people that make videos of like hour-long typings. Wow. And I will sometimes just listen to them. Yes. Yes, wow. indeed. Wow. <laughs> I feel like. Uh, because if I annoy the rest of my work group yes, he with does. my mechanical keyboard yes, at work. I love my mechanical keyboard. I love it. I have six. Everyone that uses six. a mechanical keyboard loves it, but the people around them hate them. Yeah. I actually, I switched. Though, I switched my um, switches from a blue to a brown to be oh. more quiet. To, to for the more of the dull funk than the yep. click click click. I do I I do like the I do like more. the blues though. I, like I care about your surrounding the blues people. Are nice. Yeah, I'm, I'm a nice guy. What can I say? Yeah. All right. Uh, name Let's of the show. Is this 102? 102. 102. 102. Together again? No, that doesn't make sense. I can't do New Year, New New Year, New You because we've done that. Yeah. New news. Um. <laughs> <laughs> we can't rip off another podcast. New news. <laughs> uh, the foursome cast. Mm. <laughs> four guys, one pod. Oh, no. <laughs> that I do like. The four, the four guys, one yeah. podcast. Do you think you can get that out? Uh huh. You he's say a, that he's a professional. He, yeah, he says he's professional. Then you'll see how it goes. All right. Oh, Whatever. Anyways, are you ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. Are you ready? You guys ready? Ready. Born All right. Ready. Now you get to witness what we normally do. Go All ahead. Right, here we go. Five, four. Hello and welcome to episode 102 of the Four Guys One Pod podcast. I was gonna say, I was gonna See, say. I think, I think I screwed up because I was like, "Yeah, you did." Four Guys One you podcast. Gave me a hard time saying pod that. podcast, whatever. Anyways, joining me, Sam Spangler. Hello. Also joining us, uh, two friends of the show, Steve Shepard. Hello. Jeff Hare. Hello. Did I say it right that time? Her. Her. That's okay. It, I swear to the God. The correct pronunciation is Hare, but the Americanized version that my family has always used is her. Makes so sense. Here's the thing. We're both right. You have been. I want to apologize spot. for Brandon. Just you have been. <laughs> you have been. Just, on, you know, somebody like, did. You have Social been on this podcast. I think three times, <laughs> and I think every time we have this discussion. That so sounds right. It's good that, that he's at right. least consistent. If anything, right? <laughs> exactly. Um, this is our first podcast of 2023. Oh my! Oh yeah. We kind of took we took uh, January off to just January was a kick in the nuts. Regroup for me. Right. Well. Yeah, yeah. The um, I think you know you come off that high from Christmas and yep. just yeah. go 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 go, and it's like okay. At first, I was like, I told Sam, I said we'll take a couple of weeks, and then the more it went, I'm like, uh, I think I just don't want to tell you anything for January and <laughs> just yeah. I get, it. get through to the start of February. Some people have a dry January, you have a quiet January. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, it was necessary. Congrats on the big 100. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Getting that one in the can. Yeah, I'm already. I'm already dreading making the. So here's a question for 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 my my intro compilation for 200. Do I do all 200 or just the second half of the hundred? I feel like the second half. Second half. I was gonna say yeah. You've committed to the bit now. I I know. Yeah. So I feel like you know go for it. Um. First of all, I want to thank you both for coming and uh, taking time out of your, your busy schedules of to course. go eat wings, drink beer, and then come yes. 
talk about. It's very, it's very, it was very difficult. <laughs> laborious. Quite the right? sacrifice. Yeah, exactly. I, I understand. Um, I'm trying to find because my brain isn't working here. I'm like, Oh, and I'm glad I charged He's nervous because we have guests. I'm so. nervous. I don't know what to do. He doesn't, he doesn't like I'm also, so I'm using my, I, I told the guys here, but I'm using my um, streaming mic, not the normal mic that I record with. And I'm having a problem in my own head judging the volume mm. and how close I have to be because that's how I normally sit. This is where you are. Yeah. This picks up a lot of noise really easily. I honestly should probably move this far away from it. Yeah, too far now. Too I, far. I agree. Yeah. Lean too in. Far. Too so far. it's Same one of those things. So what's, what's wrong if you're a little hey, bit loud? Steve and I are over here leaning in. That's true. I know. So true. You, you, you got the lady yeah. in the tramp thing almost happening. So. It's, I know. You know it's, uh, it's rather romantic. It's hey, babe, I need so. some spaghetti. Who would have thought? <laughs> Who would have who would have thought? Who would have thought? Um, I'm also trying to, um, we're going to have some weird inception happening here because I have to get the piece of email I have for mail time. There it is. Um, <laughs> what are you guys, uh, you guys have any big plans for this year? Just in general? Like you guys looking forward to the year? Any like resolutions? Oh, Lord. <laughs> What's the other way people are saying it now? It's not, it's not resolutions. Is that, um, is that- like, not in vogue is it, is it like the Gen Z version of unalived? <laughs> no, no, I'm planning that for May. Um, <laughs> I don't. No, it's like it's, it's not like it's resolutions. It's supposed to be, just be like better habits mm. or something like that. Mm. I don't know. There's a new thing. Any, any better life. Anything you're trying I to have change? A goal. You have a goal. I'm gonna read. I'm gonna read 20 books this year. That's a good goal. I have tried goal. that every year. I usually crap out around 12. Yeah, and typically. Like, I've been a reader, but I'll read one to five books in any given year. Right? Yeah. Because I just, like, sitting down to read a page of a book, I can read quickly. But just, I put it down, and then two months go by, I never pick it up, you know? And then I'll finally pick it up again, and I'll finish it eventually. But last year, for something that, for some reason, near the end of the year, it just kind of clicked, and I started reading. Yeah. Actually, I'll tell you what it was, is I decided, you know what? Instead of every time I sit down in the living room, and my daughter's watching some you know my little pony instead of scrolling on the internet mm. looking for shit to piss me off <laughs> i'll read a book which instead. doesn't there you go. that's so, a quick process to find something yeah. to piss you off yeah. so uh so yeah so that's where i guess I, I, I read like 10 books last year and i was like i'm gonna do 20 this year where, where are you getting them from libby are you like just getting from library um most of them going? i'm just buying so like okay. i'll have you just know, something that kendall kind of, or yeah. just go to barnes and noble we love going okay. to barnes and noble because like well it's, it's Right there. It's right there. And <laughs> it's got everything for all yeah. my hobbies. My daughter loves it. She likes books too and, and all this stuff. So it's nice. good to do that. And then I could be like, oh, I can just pick up the next book I want to read. For sure. For sure. Well, Sam has been doing a lot of audiobooks now, but he also yeah. listens to them at like twice speed. Yeah. And I I'm like, two times I can't. I heard that's, that's a trend. I can't yeah. do it. I tried. After we had that conversation, the yeah. book I was on, I was like, I'm going to try this. And I went, Nope. Yeah, it's nope. a little it's a little funny because then once you start listening to like usually it's like one and a half actually like one and a half or one two. and a half is the one sweet and a half spot. like is a sweet spot like two sometimes is a little too quick. They're, I listen to every podcast at yeah, one and a half exactly, and it's like really? you can get through it. You can cram but then so you, many more. Yeah, then you knock it down to one, and you're like, oh my gosh, like it's, this is just so it's slow. Like, uh, they've been tranquilized. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so then it's like that speeds it up, and you know you're just like, oh man, I'm through this. Like you know this 90 minute podcast, I'm in it through it like in you know 45, 60 minutes. I've actually heard people have been doing that to like Netflix shows where they'll watch it at one See, and a half I, could, speed. I can't do that. Ooh, and that yeah, seems, yeah, that, that seems a little much, but I've, I've heard of this trend of just mm. speeding things up. So that's interesting. I might have to try that with the pods. Yeah. I'd say give it a shot. Yeah. You know, the nice thing is, is that they've got the slider. So you can go 1.25 mm-hmm. to start with. That's and then you get comfortable with that. You go 1.5. You, know, you build yourself you, up. Exactly. You build yourself up. You build yourself up. You see how it goes. And once you do it, you'll never go back. 
Steve, what about you? You got anything, any resolutions or anything that? My wife and I are going to try to climb a mountain. Now, that sounds way more ambitious. We're going to walk up a 14er, which is uh, in Colorado. 14,000 feet is kind of the cutoff for tall mountain. And there's a super easy one, seven miles total from the bottom to the top. Obviously, you're only going like 2,000 feet up right. from the base elevation. But that's the goal. We tried it once a couple of years ago. Didn't make it. How far did we started it? too late. Not very far. Yeah. The key is you got to be off the mountain by a certain time because mm. thunderstorms come in and, you know, you can. You don't want to be up high. Shock. Yeah. Yep, don't want to be up high. Is there so a time of year you're wanting to do this? We're going to do it at the end of July. End of July? Yeah. So That'd be good weather in, in Colorado, I would think. Yeah. It, you actually have to uh, make sure you go late enough because there's still snow up in the passes and stuff yeah. until like April, May. Yeah. Good yeah, for you, man. That's yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, I hope we that's can, incredible. I hope, we can Good, I hope you guys can complete that. Yeah. We did one time. I went to Portland, visit a friend, and we did a, a hike up the mountain. Yeah. It started off. It was sunny. It got cloudy by the time we got to the mountain. We walked. We hiked up in hail. Oh no! And then it was sunny again by the time we got to the top. And that's it was just crazy. Yeah. That's wild. I'm a mountain guy. I love mountains. Uh, like my if, wife. If you're beach versus it. mountains, I'm mountains all all day. Yeah, I'm a beach guy. All my wife day. loves mountains. Really so we go to Colorado times like a year. Oh, I love Colorado. What about you, Sam? You can do another 450? <laughs> or four whatever it was? I don't you know. in Missouri 340? Four, four, yeah. I've been talked into it. Are, Are you, you serious? Been talked into With Justin it. again? Yes. Like my, Interesting. my friend. Yes, yes. He, oh. The thing is, he's, he's like... I'm doing this with my brother-in-law, like, and I was like, "Cool, you know, you do you. I have no desire to do it again." But the <laughs> distance from it, I'm like, "I mean, I would do it again." Is there enough room for three of you in the? He's not. His his brother-in-law bailed. Oh, okay. his brother-in-law bailed. He goes. Okay. He kind of like texts me. He said, "So, so you're not going to do it. Ever. You want to do this like, again?" And I was like, "I was like." You know, you're the guy. You're gonna start recognizing the people. Now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'll be like, oh, hey, hey Bob. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, I would do it again. The, the, yeah, I've got, I've got the time off for it right now and everything. And I've actually been training still. Like nice. I've kind of just been like, I just kept up my training. I just said, let's just keep going with this. Um, and so I think I could just hop in and do it. And it's the mental fortitude is really what you need. And you guys still have the boat, right? Uh, we can get the boat. You get the we can boat. get the boat. It's a friend of his, his, but he's like happy to like lend it to us again. So I'm like, and now that we've done it once, I'm yeah. like, I'm That's, like, I can. Well, you know what you're part, doing right? now. Exactly, it's, I know it's, what it's, I'm doing. It's no big deal. And so I'm just like, I was like, I will do this again. There's some other things going on that kind of are going to decide if I can do right. it. Um, so I know he's kind of like hesitating to kind of be like push and say, are we actually going to like Justin? I will not help. I'm sorry. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, so, I'm not getting in the way. In all honesty, his wife is happy to be the crew by like yeah. solo. Well, did, wasn't she talking about maybe doing it? No. <laughs> no. Oh, was that no. just a joke between she's her and Emily? To be, she's happy to do be the crew. <laughs> Emily had talked about doing That's it. That's what it was. Emily, Emily had, had talked about doing it. She has no desire to do it now. And so, but her wife is, his wife is happy to be the crew. Yeah. And she's like, I've got it down to like a science. I'm happy to just do like, take care of you guys. That's awesome. And so with that, I'm like, okay, Sure. It's in August the year this year, the first oh, is week it of really? August. They moved it back. They moved it because they always do it the like the full moon oh. when it coordinates with that. And so, so yeah, I guess if you're going to be floating out there, they you know, you yeah. get the full moon. My only disappointment is is that I had talked about doing it myself with like a kayak and just kind of like trying to push through that first night and try to get a little better time. And my friend, he's got a seizure disorder. Justin, you know, shout out to Justin. Um, I'm like, he can't go through that tonight. So I'm just like, right. okay, so we're gonna have to stop, which is fine. It'd be, it'd be good to do it's it with fine. him. It's fine. Yeah, it'll be it's fine. Fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Okay. It's fine. Everything's fine. It's fine. And if anything, now that we've done it, I feel like we can kind of like push ourselves a little bit more and be like, yeah, hey, you we know your limits. Yeah, yeah, we know what it's like to like kind of push through to the next stop. And I'm like, we can do it again. 
So that's that, awesome. that's a that's a possibility. I'm doing the St. Jude challenge, uh, push up challenge right now. I, I saw what that. Is, what is this? So um, St. Jude, they does do this thing that like occasionally. Um, I'm not sure it's every month, but they basically um, basically kind of have like a hundred push up challenge per day. Oh and so God. I'm trying to do 2,800 push ups per the month of February. Oh and so I signed up for it, um, you know, back in January, and just you know taking donations and stuff, and they're trying to raise money and stuff. So. Is it just? Throughout the day, or do you have to do them like just, just whatever? Oh, just, okay. I mean, you don't have to just you, log it and keep yeah, track and like of you, it. you log it yourself. It's an okay. honor system, and there's by no means like you know you have to record yourself or anything. So like today, I did 205 pushups, okay. and I was like, okay. cool. I was like, all right, I got 205 knocked out. I'm what, already. Ahead what's of the your game. strategy? Are you just kind of like every few minutes taking a break ten at a time? Yeah. Do you have a goal? Time? This like morning, a daily goal or this a morning, goal? I just kind of like I'm off these next three days, so I hopped on and was just like I'm just going to do as many as I can. Bank some. Yeah, and I was like, <laughs> oh, no, exactly. I'm going to bank some so that I'm kind of caught up. And I got like forty right off the bat. And I was like, cool. I'm just going to like do forty and then thirty and then I kind of was like twenty five and I got to a hundred and I was like, cool. Well, I'm going to get a little head now. And so then I just kept doing twenty five until I was like, that's All a right. slippery. Spot. I'm not going to do that amount in my entire life. So congratulations. Sir. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm, and this is just the start of it. So I've got a lot more to go, but I, like I did that early this morning. Cause I, for some reason I woke up at four 30 and I was just like, I'm up, I guess I'll do pushups. And so, so I saw something interesting and I guess I get your take, you guys take on this. Um, so there's a, there's a wrestler named Seamus and he does workout videos with other wrestlers where they talk about their techniques and their stuff. He was doing one with Seth Rollins and he was like, I'm going to do a sit up. And he goes to do sit-ups, and he goes, you're doing sit-ups wrong. And he goes, well, what do you mean? And he goes, this is how I do sit-ups. And he gets down, and he, he spreads his legs out, almost spread eagle, instead of up. And he says, because it opens up your, your your I think he said kind flexors of, or okay. something the right flexors, there, the hip sure. flexors, okay. which then you're not being restricted when you sit up, and it lets you engage more of your core as you yeah. do it. I can and, see it. And Seamus goes, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> he gets down, he starts going, like, yeah. doing this wrong. So he does a couple, life. and he goes, I would have never, yeah. and he goes, that's why I started the same YouTube channel. I would have never even thought of anything yeah, like yeah. that, but it's like, I a, can see you get a little bit like fuller pull up right. and stuff like, and like so, that. So sure. Are the, like, so you still bend at the knees and then spread or yeah, the, yeah, the legs you bend are fully your, you extended put, you, and spread? No, you put your bend like you normal, like you're doing a yeah. setup and then you just spread your legs out. And so then when you're getting up, you're not getting any body restriction as you come up. Interesting. And it, it, he said, you can go depending on your, your level, you could go further yeah. forward, and well, in all honesty, those like those sit ups too. They say are like kind of some of the worst in all honesty for like ergonomically with your neck. Oh right, right, because right. you use a lot more than yeah. you're supposed to. So, but I mean, like, but yeah, that makes sense. I could see that. Huh. Cool. So, um, my my lone goal this year is to finally finish my book. I, I hit a yeah. I hit a stall point, and I had to go back through because I realized I uh, hit a point where I'm like, I know how I want to finish this, but I've written it to where I can't finish it that way. Mm. But the only way this is going to work the way I want it to is to finish it the way I want. So I had to go back and start adding and subtracting things. Oh, man. So then I'm like, okay. Because I, I honestly was probably at like 80% done with the book. And I'm like, I just need to finish it. But I can't finish it until I do this. So I've gone back through. My goal is to... Oh, my goal is... Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, we, we do this We've every done week. This a bit. So I, I play the music out at the end of the show. Oh. Or if I like, hey, I'm going to do this. And I... Like wow. That. Like he makes a funny joke and I'm go, oh, I'm going to go. Yeah, and then it's down. And, <laughs> and then it's no down. Sense. And then he looks at me like, yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> so um, anyway, so yeah, so that's, that's my one goal is I need to get, I want to get that book finished and a different one started. Cool. So, Good for you, man. So what's your, your method of writing? Like I've heard George R. R. Martin describe, you know, he's the, the gardener, right? Where he lets things kind of happen and then he plucks pieces and it, it's very much the, 
the art exists independent of him and he's right. curating it. Mm. Are you that or are you the kind that you're building everything? So here's so, so here's I, I used to I've tried writing a hundred different ways and I always stalled out. What really clicked for me this past year was I went these I said these are the I think it was eight things I need to hit and accomplish. Start at the top, start writing to get to the next thing. Let the characters find themselves. Let let the story figure itself out as you go. So like there were, and I remember there was like I got I was like okay I'm gonna sit down and write uh, fifteen hundred words. So I know the base of the characters and I started going. And then I was like, as I was going, I was like, well, you know, actually that would work better with this character because he's this type of personality. And I would go. And before I hit my first thing, I went, well, I'm going to have to change that to work <laughs> this way. But it was like, it's almost like I'm learning about them as I write it. It's easier for me. Like the, yeah. I'm building the world while I write it and I'm learning from it. And it's like, I, cause my whole story was originally going to be a, a um, like a novella length like you would consider like 10 to 20,000 words. Before I knew it, I was at 15,000 words. Oh, and I'm like, I don't think this is going to work as a novella. <laughs> and I'm currently sitting at 88,000 words. Dang. And I was wow. just like one of those. I wasn't expecting it. Yeah. And I remember the, the day I, I hit, I think it was the day I hit 40. I went up to Monica and I was like, this isn't what at all what I was planning. Like, it's still the crux of what the main bone of the story was supposed to be. Yeah, But like, the more I learned about the characters I was writing and as it was going, I was like, it deserves more. Yeah. It deserves the ability to breathe. Yeah. And I'm luckily, like I said, I got to where I'm like right before I can finish it. But because of certain choices I made, which wasn't like learning the story, it was just choices I chose to mm-hmm. incorporate. It blocked me finishing it the way I wanted it to. So it's just a matter of changing those choices to fit better the narrative of what I'm writing. Yeah. So cool. How do you feel whenever you kind of like, Got to that point. You're just like when you're done. Oh, felt, when you're done writing for the day, you're just like, man, do I? You feel exhausted. Well, see, I, what, feel, what's weird is I hit these points where I go and I go and I go and I usually go way over what I'm expecting to, and then I'm like, part of me wants to like pull it back yeah. and go, breathe, relax, attack it again tomorrow, but then there's part of me is like, I'm afraid I'll lose. Mm-hmm. That momentum. Like, hey, I see yeah. this landing point coming up. I need to get to it. Yeah. And then okay. it's, if I, if I feel like I stop, yeah. my problem is so for, especially when I was really in the heavy of writing a majority of it last year, I keep, so I keep my phone on my dresser so that I don't sit on it all night. Like sit there and find oh, a reason yeah, yeah. to look mm-hmm. at my phone. Right. Sure. So the problem was I was waking up in the middle of the night thinking of things. So I was keeping my phone next to me to where I was pulling my, I was making notes. Yeah. This would be fucking cool. I should see if I figure that out, how to make that work. And then it was, then I was losing sleep for other reasons. And then it was like, my phone was right next to me and it just (laughs) kind of turned into this. It's a feedback loop. It is very much, very much so. All right, let's get the show moving. First up, we have mail time. We have a piece of mail. Look at us. From one Stephen Shepard. Oh, no. (laughs) Look at this. What the? He says, long time first. Like, long-time listener, first-time emailer, love the show. You guys mentioned something similar to this at the end of episode 101, and I think it would be fun. Each of you reveal your top 10 games, or five, whatever, and both of you replay them. Mm. Or, at the very least, you could dabble. Yeah. Um, no need to completely 100% old stuff, of course. Just food for thought. We have talked about that, yeah. and I think you were right. I, I think you should. I think it'd be fun to do some of the older... Yeah. Stuff. Steve and I tried this a while back. That was the inspiration. Was it? Yeah. How was it? 
We failed. We failed. You failed? Oh. <laughs> we got well, like was it because of the accessibility to the games or was no. it? No. I, I literally went and bought a copy of Ocarina of Time on uh, 64. I still have a 64 yeah. to play his, one of his favorite games. But it was more so we just didn't want to play some of them. We like, didn't want to play some of the games. I, uh, mm. I started playing Witcher, right? It's one of his favorite games. Three like, or the original? Three. Witcher 3. Okay, because I'm like, if you yeah. jump straight yeah, yeah. into the first Witcher, no, no, that no, was no. The... Witcher, Witcher 3. Um, and I just got like 10 hours in, and I was like, ah. Like, just not feeling it. There's <laughs> often, dude. I'm going to say, I'm, the Witcher 3, I've tried multiple times, and okay, there's just yeah, something about it. I'm just I like, love that game I'm so like I don't know. And I mean, I got all through the Baron story, and I was just like, and I was just like, I just. I think I was like frustrated by the fact that like you couldn't make progress except through stories. I was like, man, I should be like upgrading my character, like going out mm. into the world and just doing what I wanted to do. And it was like, no, you, you the experience you get and like mo- moving up in the world and like getting, you know, like progressing your character, like it has to happen through the story. And I was like, but I beat that Griffin. <laughs> like I should my, get like huge experience for this. Yeah, my issue was combat, right? Yeah. Like my oh. favorite game of all time is Bloodborne. Okay. And yeah. like the combat on that is so tight and like I'm like trying to dodge and he's doing this like weird forward step and then yeah. I'm like he's like slashing and then it's like oh you got to use the other sword and then Steve's like you're not even using any potions what's wrong with you <laughs> yeah. and I'm like what the fuck are potions it's, yeah. it's a whole thing yeah and I get it and it's so like one of my friends that you know Brent that's played it and stuff like is like once you get down that like those different trees and stuff like that and you build up that character it's like oh you're doing things like you're like you know ricocheting like arrows back at the yeah. characters and it's like it just the combat flows a little bit more like that mm-hmm. but you have to get that to that point yeah. and it's just like Ugh, I don't want to go through the slog of like getting to that area. So, I don't but I do like the idea. Um, but my my only fear is that we're going to pick games we've both already played before. Um, I, I, I could play. I could play Super Mario Brothers three any day. <laughs> any day. I still will hop into it. It's like oh, my sure. like comfort food. But I mean, that's up there. But I don't know if it's in my like top five games. I, I knew I, well, what, what, what we did with our crossover, we picked like five yeah. from each list that right. we were like, you have to play yeah, you these have to games do this. that I think yeah. okay. five. So. Well, we should come up with a list of games if you can. And I'll, uh, I'll come up with my own list. Yeah, and we'll, we'll yeah figure I could, that I could out. come up with a list of ten for sure. Boys, it's uh, the fun segment of the show we like to call What's in Your Face. What's in Your Face? Which I want to still come up with a jingle of like several. Hey, do me a favor. What's in your face? Say it, how, say it a funny way, however you want. That's um, a lot of pressure like, right now. Well, right 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 I was going to say. I'm going to record each yeah. one of us saying it. Then I'm going to see if I can mesh it together. What's in into your a... face? What's in your face? <laughs> okay, go ahead. Do what you just did. I like that. What's in your face? I say it all the time. <laughs> What's in your face? <laughs> all right. You have 101 I was gonna recordings say. of him saying <laughs> I know. You don't have to like, have plenty What's, of material. I don't know. What's in your face? What's right. in your face? <laughs> I'm going to go back through and edit all these together and make a thing so I can just push a button when it's time for what's in your face. We... We normally go on and on about all the things we've been doing, but I'm limiting this because we've got a big show here and I want to get going. Uh, we'll start with Sam. Hey, give me, look at that. Give me three things that, okay. that you've been, it's been in your face. I've been playing Hi-Fi Rush. Oh, Hi-Fi Rush yeah. on, do you like it? Super fun. The funny thing is I enjoy it, but the combat, maybe I'm on a normal and it's a little too simplistic, I feel like. I feel like I'm just mashing. I do and same. I, just, I, can't, like, I can't find the beat all the time, and I'm me like, too. And I even hit the back button to kind of give me like the beat, like indicators, and I like it. I like the characters. I like the story. I like where it's going. Animation is so, and cool. the animation is oh, on point. Is but I feel like so. every combat situation, I'm just like mash, 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 mash. You know that circle comes down, squish. You know, mash, yep. mash, 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 and it's like it's fine. It just doesn't isn't as satisfying as I was hoping it would be. Austin, Austin stood there and watched me play, and I didn't realize he, I didn't even know he was watching me. And all of a sudden, I hear him go. 
this game looks so cool. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, you can play it sometime. I mean, it's, you know. Well, that's the thing. It's, it's better than it has any right to be. Like, right. Just like the characters and like the story so far. I'm just like, I like these people like in this world that they've built yeah. and stuff. So I'm just like, this is good. Like, I, it's fun. But the combat's just a little too, like, simple. I gotcha. feel like I'm that just like, mm, I'd like a little bit more depth to it. And I, I have a hard time with the B2. Okay. So um, I finished White Lotus season two. Just recently. Yes. Better than the first one? Such a good show. I don't know that I'd say it's better. It's just a lot of the same. A lot it's of the like, same. Like, but in okay. a good way. Yeah, exactly. It's just like, it's like these Ragnarok. Story, yeah, exactly. Stories of uh, like just people that are, you know, very, and they a character that carries over, but just very, like, I'm like, I never, I'll never know these people. The Jennifer I'll, Cooley's character? Yeah. <laughs> I'll never know these people. I'll never live in this world, but it's interesting. And I don't want to, and I don't want to know these people. <laughs> no, none of them are good people, awful people, but they are very interesting to watch. Exactly. And just, it's, a, it's like high minded um, soap opera where you're yes. just like, oh, there's just a little bit more like, oh. Crazy. And then I was going to bring up the Rewatchables podcast is one that I've like been consistently listening you, to. I heard you guys talking about this at poker. Yes. It's, uh, yeah, Bill's part, Bill Simmons, one of the Ringer like, Network. Is that what it's called? Is it, I yeah, don't know. But Ringer whatever. Podcast. Yeah, he just reviews, like, it, I guess it was based off the fact that, like, he loves the movie Heat. And so, like, he will talk about it, like, at any drop of the hat. And Heat is an amazing movie. I do love it. So he just Never will take a movie it. that, like. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I've been liking his, his reaction to that one. Oh, my gosh. But he'll just take a movie that's rewatchable that you could just watch over and over and then just like break it down into its different pieces and it's incredible. I'd recommend it to anybody that like loves movies. And he just did big recently and it was just never like, that, is, that is rewatchable. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it is very like, rewatchable. It is very, very good. So those are the my three what, pieces. What you got, play. Steve? Well, I have several things, but a couple of them I see it looks like all of us are doing. So I'm yep. gonna leave them, I think, for you. Yeah. Um one that I have to take, even though you have on here, is Destiny 2. Destiny 2. Because I don't know for a fact that I've got you suckered back into it. You have. I feel, okay. And, I and, know and, what and, came first, me and, or you. And in, um, well, see, I would also say, I would say you and Austin, because Austin okay, brought yeah. it up, and then you were talking about yeah. it, and then Austin brought it up again, and then it just kept going back and forth. So, like, I feel like I'm not, not quite at old school level Destiny. Yeah. But I've gotten to where every day I flip it on just to make sure I've got my clan rewards. I'm doing a couple of different bounties. Iron Banner's back this week, by the way. It is. I'm sorry. Anyways. <laughs> so. It, it's It's got its hooks back in me. It, it, it really does. It's to where I'm like, when does Lightfall come out? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm 100% in for Lightfall. That's, uh, yeah. It, I hadn't played since Shadowkeep, which was what, three or four years ago now. Right. And we, we hopped back in for that and then bounced immediately because we never could capture the joy of when we played. Of, 20, of, exotic, of, magic. of, yeah. of exotic hunting and yeah, yeah. grinding we, we for no reason. We hours and hours back in 2015. So, but I'm in. I'm all in. So uh, I'm, I'm playing way too much of that. Um, let's see. You weren't uh, on last night when I wanted you on, though. I almost yeah, texted you. And I'm you like, told me you, told me you might be, and well, I get I on last night, it. and here we are. I didn't make it. Um I watched The Pale Blue Eye on Netflix. Has Ooh, anyone seen this? Uh, it looks that? Christian Bale, right? Yeah, it's I'm, got in, Christian I'm definitely Bale. Oh, well, there. Okay, you just told me. <laughs> it, <laughs> Christian Bale? Got it. It's, an Edgar, it's based on an Edgar Allan Poe story, and um, it's just got the perfect wintry vibes. Mm. It's set in mm. 1830s or whatever uh, in the Hudson Valley, and there's a murder, and West Point is involved, and a young Edgar Allan Poe, played by... Um, oh, shoot, I can't remember his name, but he, he played... Uh, Dudley Dursley, the 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 kid. Oh, that Harry from Potter Harry Potter. With. 
Um, so yeah, that's, I mean, okay, saw, so now I, I understand the TikTok I saw recently because okay. it was like, you tell me this guy yeah. is this guy? So and I'm I'm like, like, yeah. I was like, wait, what? And I rewound. I was like, oh, he's really. He does an incredible job. As he plays, Edgar Allan Poe is actually a cadet at West Point. And so Edgar Allan Poe is in the story, but. It's really good. It's really, really good. The pale blue eye? The pale blue eye. Pale blue eye. Okay. Sounds like an Edgar Allan Poe. Yeah, no joke. Yeah. Right? yeah. Um, it's good. It's got, well, I don't want to give anything away. Um, my last thing. So I have a couple other things. I don't know which to go with here, but I think I'm going to go with, it might bring the mood down a little bit. It's a book called War with Russia. <laughs> it's written by General Sir Richard Sheriff. Wait, are you a bot? <laughs> no, sorry. <laughs> so the reason I think this is interesting, we all know about the ongoing. So I'm assuming this is nonfiction. It's fiction. Oh, but it's written by a historical guy that was fiction. A, one of those things? No, it's speculative historical. Oh, speculative. Okay. Okay. Yeah. okay. He was a NATO commander, and he saw you know this threat that's coming from Russia and the East and stuff, and he wrote this book in like 2016. Envisioning <laughs> what a war looked like in Ukraine, and it's eerie how much the similarities. Yeah, Ugh. and in the book though, it obviously spirals out of control even more than just Ukraine. So again, probably brought us down a little bit, but I thought it's, it's very. Well, that's interesting. interesting though. I'm a I'm a huge history and military buff. So hey, are you still harping about this? So, uh, sort of. I haven't, reenacting. I haven't been out there for a while. I'm sorry, reenacting. I haven't been out there yet, but yes, I'm still historical larping. Still preparing sorry. to do so. It's not. He's big into civil civil war. Yeah, Yeah. cool. Living history. Living 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 history. Way better. All I can think of is uh, when Conan O'Brien went and did like the civil war actor and stuff like that. So I will uh, bring that up with my kids and they just crack up whenever he's like, (laughs) "My mama makes the best peach pie." (laughs) (laughs) Cue the Ken Burns music. Oh yeah. (laughs) What what about the South? What what about you, Joe? All right. So. I have been playing a lot of Marvel Midnight Suns. Still like know. it? Are you still liking I it? I love it. So, okay. it's I might a, be getting it in about it's, two weeks. It's made by Firaxis, which, if you're not familiar, XCOM, XCOM 2. Um, love XCOM 2. And so, you know, initially a lot of people were like, I don't know, there's got this card system involved. Mm-hmm. And so I wasn't like... I wasn't sure at first, but like I love card games, so it's like it actually makes me Yeah, I was going to say that seemed like right up your alley. So... I was like, but I, I, I'm not sure how you can make it all work together. It was the only thing I wasn't sure about. And it's just, it's fantastic. It's so yeah. much fun. It's the, the strategy of using the cards and how you have to use them and getting the, like, if you like that strategy of, okay, what's coming off the deck, right, for your Hearthstone or Slay the Spire or anything, um, and then mix it with, like, okay, positioning, I can I can chain this into here, and I can hit this piece of, of um, there's no cover like in XCOM, because superheroes don't use cover, right? right? That's what the developers said. But they're like, you can hit, you know, the environment Bat- Batman into people. Uses cover. That's true. But Batman is not Marvel. Yeah. So. Exactly, so shut your mouth. <laughs> Um, but it's super fun. I've absolutely, and then there's uh, outside of that, there's a um, they have the abbey, which is very much like the monastery in Fire Emblem Three Houses. Oh, right, right, right. Um, but like way less tedious. And so there's like a really cool gameplay loop because you can only do one mission a day, hmm. and then you can do training, but you can only do that once a day. And then everything you can do, you can only do once a day. So you That's you smart. go and you, yeah, you do all your things. You unlock your new cards and abilities. And then you do your mission. You talk about once you, a real life day or once? No, no, no. In, in, game, uh, in, in game, game, game day. day. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And so then you go back to your room and you go to sleep. And then you wake up the next day and then you can do um, the same thing again. So it's like a real easy loop. And really, if you do it, it's like, you know, 25, 30 minutes. Yeah. 
And so I just kind of do that at least, you know, once a day. And then if I'm really liking it, I'm, I'll do and so I'm taking it really slow, yeah. but then I might do two or three days, you know, if I'm really light, if I'm really having a lot of fun, but, um, it's just, uh, the gameplay loop is really satisfying. Are you, really. are you thinking more about that? Absolutely. You, you, I think you fell off it for a while where you were like, I well, I mean, I just, I kind of like, I thought I was like, how are they going to do this? I Some mean, of the stuff I they were showing wasn't looking very correct. great. Yeah. And like XCOM and XCOM yeah, two were like, I'm like, these are just gems. They're just mm-hmm. amazing. And so I kind of was like, okay, like Marvel, maybe let's see how they're going to do this. But I just didn't, wasn't sure how it was going to be, but the buzz around it and like just the like positive feedback, it's been like, yeah, maybe we get it. And then you got Blade in there. Yeah, you got Blade. You got your boy. Blade is in there. Exactly. You can be in a book club with him, apparently. Um, I was going to say, are you wooing any superheroes at this point? um, You can woo superheroes? they, they do not they you can you can, you can increase relationships but they don't Link. allow like fire emblem style like right. relationships well, that's but you have a relationship <laughs> level with each one so magic is my number my number one right now i'm really really nice. pumping is up rogue the magic. in the game right rogue is not in the game see that would nobody i'd want to deadpool is though okay he's i changed DLC. my mind there's somebody <laughs> <I'd wanna>. <laughs> <laughs> he actually dlc just got released yesterday that's awesome. um next is uh resident evil 3 remake oh so i love resident evil and uh i haven't played through re3 remake so i i bought that and i'm gonna i want to play through that and then play through the original re4 which i've played through but i never finished mm. um nice um but then because i finished like re2 back in the day and loved it and then kind of fell off video games just in general and so I missed kind of all those Resident Evils and then got back into it with Resident Evil 7, Resident Evil 8, and then went back and played, you know, the original and RE2 and now RE3. And, and I wanted to, and then because Resident Evil 4 remake comes out now next month in March, the end of March. I'm super pumped about that. I'm going to get that. Oh, RE4. I just said a little aside, like my friend and I, Brent, like we played through that together. Like mm-hmm. we basically like we had the GameCube version of it. We play like, and then like when somebody died, we were like passing. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Your yeah. turn, your turn to play and everything. And we played through the entire thing that way. Oh, it was, man. it was an yeah, awesome RA4 experience. Is so great. RA4 really is incredible. Even just the original, just getting yeah. back to finishing that. But, um, and the final thing is I was talking about the reading the books. So I've, I've, I've finished five books already this year for my 20 Dang. goal. Oh. But the, the sixth one that I'm on is uh, 11, from Stephen King. And I love that fucking book. Oh, you read it? I, I have. Yeah, so it's massive, but um, I'm really enjoying it. Yeah. I'm like 300 pages in right now. It's like 840-some pages. Um, but, I mean, I love Stephen King. He's my favorite author. And I read Revival by him last year. And that, I have, I told, I came to work, I, I finished it, I came to work the next day. He had a thousand yards stare on his Steve thing. and I, Steve and I work together, for those that don't know. But I came to work the next day, and I was like... I have never been so shook by a book <laughs> in my entire life. I read it and I just had to sit and stare for like 20 minutes into the void. It was like just soul crushingly bleak, but I loved it. So anyway, um, so I, but uh, I gotta read the 11. I gotta read that again because I, I really loved that book and I would like to sit down and have a conversation with somebody. 11, 22, 60. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I'm reading it right now. So you know they you, made yeah, a TV show. Absolutely. Right? Like, I, I heard starring James Franco though. I heard that's a segue for later. Um, yeah, it's true. <laughs> I heard it was okay, though. Like, it wasn't great, but I heard it was okay. Do you are you, do you know what this book is about? I think so. Uh, about the Kennedy assassination? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I remember, like, seeing, like, the trailers for, like, the TV show. Gotcha. Because they've made a few, like, the last, like, five-ish years, they've made, they made that, and then they made Bag of Bones, which is my favorite Stephen King book. Um, and then they made another one, uh, Lisey's Story, which I haven't read that one. 
but that was with uh, like Julianne Moore and everything. Mm. And they're all kind of the same, like short mini series things that like high production value. So, um, but yeah, they've all kind of been in that same category of like just okay. Right. Yeah. Stephen King's books and things are always a little interesting. Yeah. Cause it's like, Here's this crazy monster, and then they just punch it in the face, and you're just like, <laughs> "What? You just oh, killed I it? Guess that it's, I guess it's I guess dead now. It's dead now. Like, oh, that was such a terror, but now it's dead, and they just kicked it. That's why revival was so crushing because it wasn't like that. Yeah. And I won't spoil. I, have, any, I, I won't listen, spoil I have anything read that. further. Or maybe I'll look at see if that's on that the would book. actually be a good audiobook. I'm certain it's on the if you're on like Audible, yeah. it's definitely on there. Check it's on Libby. That's actually I'm not sure who revival. Which, if you guys don't know, if you have library cards. Yeah. Oh, I've there, got Libby too. You have Libby. You, know, you can also get audiobooks off of it. Yeah. And so it was like, shit, I'm. Yeah, it's great. It's <laughs> also, great. I, I wish I, I have an Audible there account. There you go. Borrowing it right now. Boom. Do there it. There it is. Sweet. Yeah. I needed another listen, book. Listen to that and let me know what you think. I'll yeah. be very curious. I'll be like, and I want to die. So, <laughs> yeah. I have been. Well, death, really. we, <laughs> we talked a little bit about Destiny Next already. Time. I've been playing a shit ton of Destiny too. Um, but. Uh, I've also been playing a game called House Flipper. What is this? It has become my cozy game. Like. It is. It's replaced my. So I get in these grooves. Sam knows it's like Farming Simulator, and all these similar games like this. I just, I they're mind numbing. They're not hard, and you just sit there and you do Power Wash Simulator. Are you a Power Wash guy? I'm not big. I don't like the controls. I don't or like. I'll play it on controller. I don't like it. I might like it on mouse and keyboard because okay. House Flipper. I don't. Do they not have gyro? It just came out on Switch. I wonder if the Switch version has, has gyro. Maybe. I don't know. Does it? Because I bet that would make a difference. I don't Austin, I haven't checked. Cause it just Austin's been out. playing Power Wash Simulator with a friend of his. They've got a Two. Final Fantasy DLC now. For, for Power, Power Wash Simulator? Yeah, because it's, it's, it's published by Square Enix. Oh, because they Is just it really? Tomb Raider yeah. I guess too, I didn't they? know that. Like what? The, the Tomb Raider. I yeah. think they had the yeah. house for Tomb Raider. So yeah. him and a friend sat for two and a half to three hours. They got a big park that had like swing set oh, and yeah. all this other stuff. <laughs> they sat there and talked. And just hung out playing the game, and sat there and power washed this whole damn park. <laughs> but that's so basically you you buy dilapidated houses and you fix them up, and it's it's easy. It's just mind numbing, and then you sell them, mm-hmm. and or or you take side projects to do things like you know installing things in the house. It's just become my shut my mind off. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about something. Avoid the house repairs in your own house. <laughs> there you go. That's the joke Monica and everybody yeah, else makes. You exactly. know, if you want to paint some walls, yeah, I'm like, exactly. I'm good. I'll pass. I'm right. You know, whatever. Um, I've been watching a show that just came out on, there's only two episodes, the third episode drops tomorrow on Apple TV called Shrinking. I've heard about this. I'm, I'm very intrigued. I keep getting ads served it is, for it. So only two episodes in. I'm going to put it this way. First of all, seeing Harrison Ford in a non-Harrison Ford role, is odd because he plays a therapist in this. Okay. It's him and Jason Seagal. My problem is, and Monica and I are, we, we kind of think that this is either good or bad indication of our mental states. <laughs> we're not sure if we're supposed to be finding some of this stuff as funny as we are. <laughs> because there's a, there's a yeah. lot of fucked up people in this show that have issues, not like real bad messed up, but it's about a show about therapists sure. and, and, they're going through their own stuff. And it's all like heavy stuff, especially Jason yeah. Segal's character. But I don't know if it's just because it's Harrison Ford interacting with some <laughs> of these things and some of the other conversations where you should probably be like, oh man, 
but Monica and I are laughing and we're like, <laughs> we, is this supposed, this is a comedy, right? Like, is this supposed to be funny? Because we're finding it funny, but the acting's really good. Pretty sure it's supposed to be funny. I'm hoping so, because otherwise it just says a lot about my personal <laughs> brain. Um, but it's been, it's been very good. And like, I, I was telling my boss at work today, Hey, you should watch this because it's, it's really good. I yeah. wasn't expecting it to be this good. And that's on Apple. You said it's on Apple TV, which w- I'm, there's a lot of good shows on Apple TV. Like I, I, I fought it Severance. for a while. Oh, oh, I, can't wait. Yep. I can't Love wait. I can't wait. I'm so pumped out. for season two. Have they announced when that comes out yet. No, oh. that's such a weird con. I mean, it's so good though. I know it is. I, like, I feel I like I'm watching really Portal. weird off the wall shit like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, we'll get to this last thing here in a minute as a group talk, but I've also been playing somewhat Gotham Knights because I just can't keep like, I don't know. I hit a point where I'm like, why am I playing this game? The problem that pisses me off is I kind of like the story. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I get this story. Like I want to be interested to see how this goes. I just don't like the gameplay. How <laughs> mm. hey, you, you have it or you've, you, yeah. I mean, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. Cause I'm like, Oh, okay. This is kind of cool. And I like, um, you know, I like the characters that, and how they've done them, the, you know, Nightwing and, and right. Batgirl and all that. But yeah, it's like I'm playing it and I'm just like, it just, it feels kind of lifeless. It does. Then, Especially when you got this big ass city. Yeah. And I'm like, I know it's supposed to be at night and you don't have people wandering around the city, especially a city as bad as Gotham in the middle yeah. of the night. Yeah. But here's the thing, like Arkham City and Arkham Knight, there were so much that you could do in the city. Yeah. And while, yeah, there's Easter eggs in this game, there's not like detailed, like, really like oh my god here's this and here's that and you know it's just mm. i've like i can't that's disappointing it, it, i was hoping that because it was bought for me that i was like the free aspect was gonna be like yeah i got it for a, christmas too. yeah it was like it's a christmas present hey i didn't pay for it maybe i'll enjoy it more <laughs> it's it's not it's not playing out the way i wanted to um the last thing that we were gonna all talk about the last thing um hey, last of us television show is what are they three episodes? Three in? episodes. Yeah. Three episodes, three episodes, episodes in, yeah. on Sunday nights. Um, have you watched all of it? I have watched all of it. Have you watched all of it? I've started the third episode. Okay, and you've I've watched only finished the first episode. That's so fine. No, no, I, points, I, so. I get it. I get it. So I've Sam and I have finished it. You're partway through the current episode. Just in general, what we'll start with just the first episode. What did you think of the adaptation of what is what is probably one of the most heart wrenching beginnings of a video game done? In real life, they nailed it. I mean, they. Yeah, when I first heard about it, sorry, I, no, you go ahead. I was like, "What is the point of adapting this when it's already a cinematic story?" I right. Mean, I mean, I guess if the answer is we just want to tell the story to people that didn't play the game, I guess that's fair enough. But they, I think they brought something different to it, even though it's a faithful recreation. It it hits a little different, but it hits the same notes. If that makes sense, and I love the the cold. I guess it's not really a cold open, but the the intro, the flashback. Oh, to the kind of yeah, dis- the, discussing like the fungal too. aspect mm-hmm. because they're taking it kind of a little bit of a different direction. Yeah. I just, I think it's nailing it. Yeah, I I, I love that as well. The opening part, especially because um, one of the books I read last year um, was a book called Entangled Life. I told you about it. Um, and there was an entire chapter on that exact fungus that that guy was talking about in that cold open that. Um, this fungus that takes over ants and it turns them into zombies and it forces them to, to do all this stuff that, so that it can propagate and everything. And I was like, Oh, that's, that's hilarious that this comes in. But, um, I 
The Last of Us was another game like The Witcher for me. I just couldn't get into. Didn't click. But but I you know I played enough hours of it to, to yeah. say that I can't. I'm not clicking with this. So I did get past the opening, right. which was just like oh my god. And right when I played it, of course, I like just had my daughter, and it's like <laughs> oh this is great, you know. And uh, so then yeah, I'm like watching it. I know it's coming, and it's still just like a punch yeah. to the gut, you know. Mm-hmm. You know it's gonna happen, and it's still, which is you know good good storytelling mm-hmm. right there. Right. Yeah. So. Did. How you feel, same yeah, with someone? It, it's funny because yeah, I've watched all the episodes so far, and it is just like it's like I'm like man, like and I didn't get all the way through The Last of Us, but I got far enough that I'm like this is a pretty faithful recreation of like some of the first like hours of it, the it, game. a lot of the key shots. Yes, exactly. And you're yeah, just, just like, like, yep, this is familiar. Yep, this is very almost to the point where I'm like, I know what's gonna happen next. Right, I know what's gonna happen mm-hmm. next? Not that like I was expecting something completely different. Uh, the third episode was the first like departure right. from kind of things that I was like, okay. But I didn't hate the way they did the departure because no, it, I, I enjoyed it. I was it like, it was like probably one of my favorite. It's been my favorite episode so far. So the original cut of the sounds. the original cut of the third episode was two hours long. Oh my goodness! And now people are like, uh, can <laughs> release we, it? <laughs> can we release that as like extras to see the whole thing of it? Um, but the uh, so like even like, you know what's getting ready to happen? Like when you know they they take off running and he's holding his daughter and he's taking off running. And you're like, as somebody who's seen the, sh- the or played the game, I'm like, all right, well, I know it's coming. Yeah. And then Pedro Pascal nails it. Oh, and I'm like, that whole scene was like, I was like, I oh, you would have thought I hadn't seen this before. <laughs> what was it all coming? Yeah. And I'm like, well, well, and it's funny. I can't remember who one of you guys posted. Like, I'd read, you know, like, watch Pedro Pascal read the phone book or something. And <laughs> right. I, was like, I, was, I was like, yeah, I was like, absolutely. Like, he's probably one of my favorite actors yeah, that yeah, is out fantastic. there right now. And he, I mean, it's kind of funny because when, you know, like an actor kind of keeps picking up roles, I'm like, geez, are they going to like oversaturate it? But I'm just like, but I've loved everything he's done mm-hmm. so far. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of like, well, no, not so and, far. And to that point, you know, even I saw an article that like after the first episode came out and Troy Baker was even who did the voice of Joel in the game was yeah. even just like I would if I was doing it today you know I would go back and do it differently <laughs> do it because of how good Pedro, of Pedro Pascal did it he would change it's like that's insane because that's like one of the most iconic roles yeah. in, hi- in video mm-hmm. game history mm-hmm. so yeah. that's crazy so the, they're all the, the people have seen the whole season because there were reviews out for the whole season and right. all, all of them are praising it as as a fan watching do you think they can actually hold it to where it's the whole season so no reason why they couldn't yeah. at this point. I feel like episode three is a, a prime example of how, which I know you haven't watched it yet and you haven't finished it, but I've heard kind of it's, it's I've heard the kind of a gist of it because Same. because they went out of what is was in the game for that makes me feel like any lull moments from the game they already have a backup plan mm-hmm. for how to expand yeah. it out and not make it that way. Well, and I've loved the little flashbacks to like tell a little bit more of like this story about yes. like how did this occur? Yeah. Oh, this the, the, like the, the scene well. from, uh, what is it? Jakarta? Yeah, Jakarta. Yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, this is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, really good filmmaking the game, there. Yeah, yeah, this is interesting. This is, I like what they're doing. Yeah. yeah. I like and, where they're taking it. And I, I, just one last thing on, I, uh, one of my favorite television critics, a guy named Alan Sevenwall, and um, he talked about this. He's not a video game guy at all, so he right. had no familiarity with The Last of Us. So he has no prior knowledge. Yeah. He's just straight and, up. And um, like he didn't rave about the show, but he was, um, he was like, you know, I, I thought it was was okay, but he was like, there were some moments that were just like some of the most spectacular filmmaking or you know, TV right. shows that I've seen in in the last few years. And so, like from him, that's that's mm-hmm. pretty high praise. Yeah. And so, the fact that you can even take someone who just has no no video game knowledge, no nothing, yeah. and still have them at least 
on that level. Yeah. Like, you're doing something good. Yeah, and I saw Phil Spencer made a comment about that he was happy that Neil Druckmann got to expand his, mm-hmm. like, because he's a producer on the show. He wrote the show. Yeah. He's, you know, one of the directors. It's like he got to expand out from the video game and thought it was really cool for him yeah. personally to get to do that. And I'm sure he was like, can you, can we reboot Halo? Will you please come back? He didn't say that, <laughs> but I'm assuming that's what he wants to do with the television yeah. show. Sam's favorite television show. Uh, <laughs> don't even start. <laughs> so good. All right, we got two big topics for this show. Um, I want to talk about some stuff we're looking forward to and get into a little bit about um, uh, some psychological, or not psychological, but some a little more deeper discussion. But I want to start with, uh want to know from each of you five things that you're looking forward to this year in terms of entertainment or if you feel like throwing something personal out, I don't care. Uh, movie, video games, Um I guess I can. I'm going to start with this first. We can all agree. We're all we're, we're all excited for the, the Super Bowl, right? Yeah. Go Chiefs. <laughs> oh, yes. I just yes. want to get that out of the, yeah. get that out of the way, so it's not you know everybody's. <laughs> I didn't even consider that, given how much of a given. Know your role. Shut your mouth. Sorry. Um, okay. I'm going to go reverse order. I just did and start with. Jeff, Jeff, give me five things that you're looking forward to this year. Okay. Um, so to, from kind of pulling from my things that was in my face, uh, Resident Evil 4 Remake, of course, comes out next month. Super excited about that. Um, another video game that it's hard to choose one of these, but I would, I would have to say the next one that's probably the biggest on my list is Street Fighter Six. Street Fighter fan. Is that May? June. June 2nd. June. June. Um, and then... I have from the movie department um, again another another tough one, but I think I'm gonna go with the Mario movie. I love is it, Mario. Is it weird? Like, how I was what, what was your thought mind going that. into that? Yeah, like before they like they announced it. Yeah, it, Chris Pratt. And no matter all the thing, how were you feeling before you saw anything? Um, I, I was I was very unsure, very questionable. Because I was like, it's not Nintendo, it's Illumination. But Illumination makes lots of good movies. Like, my daughter yeah. loves a lot of those. And But they have a style. That was my fear, yes. was that it was just going to look like an Illumination yes. thing. And I actually think they did a pretty good job of melding, like, the mm. Mario style with the Illumination style. Um, and my daughter, like, we were, I was driving my daughter to school the other day. She loves Mario. We play Mario 3D World all the time. And she even said to me, she goes, Daddy... I wish Mario movie was coming out sooner. <laughs> I was like, oh, damn. So, so do I. So do I. Yes, <laughs> so do I. Yeah, so we're definitely going to see that. Um, <clears throat> as far as TV shows, even though it's hard to go against Mandalorian season three, I think um, Succession season four. Oh, I yes. love My wife and I just absolutely live for that I'm show. I'm only on season two, so don't oh, get too my, far. Oh, my, my God. Whew, you got a lot to go, my friend. And yes. It is fantastic. I have this issue, and I think I've talked about it on the show before. I can't do super serious back to back to back to back like, or, or that show. And that show is heavy topics, you know, and just, I also don't like watching shitty people. Oh yeah. Be shitty. shitty. Yeah. And it's like, they're the best type of people. (laughs) Right. Exactly. (laughs) But it's like, we, we binged the first season of Yellowstone and started Uh the second. I hit a point where I'm like, it's just it's kind of much. hard to find some of these yep. characters. I don't I, like, I need a break. I've so then I need there. the lighter end. But succession is like more so for me because of I don't watching billionaires be complete just fucking That's why I haven't people. watched it because I'm like that's happening in real life. I but don't the acting is so good. Yeah. And, the, so and the point and the point is how shitty it is. Right. So I know, but it's it's, just, yeah. it's still hard, but it's yeah. it's fantastic. It's a fantastic TV show. And then finally um, a book 
that I'm really looking forward to is one that actually comes out this month called Sister Maiden Monster by uh, Lucy Snyder. It's a horror book. I've been really into horror books lately. And um, it's a post-apocalyptic <laughs> pandemic novel, if that doesn't hit home close <laughs> enough for you. Um, so Keeping it light. That's got like tinges of cosmic horror in with it. Right. So You want to know the first horror book I read? Mm. It wasn't a Goosebumps book, but it was an R.L. Stein book. Fear Street? No, it was oh, called okay. The Dead Girlfriend. And the the cover had like almost like a what looked like a teenage girl it was like maybe like a lacy mm-hmm. overly sized wedding dress almost. Sure. And half of her face was melted off and the oh, other half course. was normal. Classic nineties. I was I was tween horror. Oh yeah, and I was eleven or twelve. Mm-hmm. And it was and I, what was funny was I was reading it when my dad died. And so when we came back for the funeral and everything for it was around Christmas. Yeah. My grandma saw it because I had the book. And she saw it sitting on the, she goes, what are you reading? <laughs> and she, I remember her going to my mom being like, is this something we should be reading right now with everything that's going on? And I remember going, please don't take about the only thing that's making me happy right now. And it was like just, but, mm. it, but it was funny because R.L. Stein, as a kid in the yeah. 90s was like, He's huge. made me like yeah. horror more than I thought I could. And then it just piled on from there. Yeah, because at that time I was like, that's when I, like, I think that was when I first read my, Steve, my first Stephen King book. Fear Street is good, though, which by was, the way. Yeah, um, which was Eyes of the Dragon. But then, like, shortly after that, I read Bag of Bones, which is still my favorite of his. And But, but like, that's one of those things. It's much easier than, like, movies or video games when you say, oh, my parents, like, oh, will you buy this book for me? And they have no idea there's <laughs> a really explicit right, right. sex scene. <laughs> where this guy has a, the author has this, you know, a wet dream and describes it in intense detail. And it's like, okay. I will, so, but I will, you know, my parents have no idea. I will open. But they do now though. Sorry, mom. I will openly <laughs> admit that. Um, so like those kind of parts of books, I don't think about all the time. Mm-hmm. So there, but there were probably two books I had Austin read because I knew he would like the overall book that I really wasn't thinking about. And then after the fact, I was like, oh, to where even now he'll tell you he learned more things from both of those <laughs> books than he probably should have at the age he was at the time. And I was like, I remember like, I'm so sorry. So the only reason I remember it is because I remember like, I'm like in my room, you know, and then I'm even just like, like <laughs> out over the book. Like, are my parents, are they going to come in and, and steal this? Do they know what's happening right now? <laughs> so I just remember that's, that's funny. That's, that's As a 13 awesome. year old or whatever. Right. What you got, Steve? What do I have? All right. Already talked about it. Destiny Lightfall. Destiny the next Lightfall. big expansion. I'm just, I'm, like we talked about, I'm loving the gameplay. I'm loving all that. I love the aesthetic of this expansion. I don't know if, They've, I know you guys have seen it. Have you seen this at all? Mm-mm. It's super 80s neon. Oh, nice. Just drenched in synthetic, or not synthetic. Um, they, they stole the font from the Lightyear movie. Oh, my Did God. Did they really? Oh, it's I didn't fucking, I can't. <laughs> not the not Papyrus, I, though, right? When I, <laughs> yeah. Papyrus! Not, not when, I, when I first saw it, I was like, guys, can we like, is this intentional? You didn't want to do this? <laughs> anyway, I think it'll be a lot of fun. Um, do you? How do you feel? I meant to ask you this earlier. How do you feel about all the changes they've made to the weapons and to the gear and the, compared to what it used to be? I've never been... They did steal that. <laughs> <laughs> That's like almost a straight rip. Um, <laughs> I, I I was never so into it that, you know, I never, we were talking about this, I never did like the min-maxing and, you know, getting the proper loadout and roll on right. all this. I just kind of play for fun and what feels good. So, to me, it feels good. Right. So, I, I haven't really dug too much. But now they're in. bringing loadouts in that you can actually save That'll loadouts. Be nice. That'll be very nice. And 
stuff like that, I feel like the quality of life things have been a lot better than the last yeah. time we played. That was one of the things we talked about last time we jumped in and tried to play. It was so overwhelming. Oh. And there was it, it didn't feel there was no natural way to get kind of onboarded at that point. Right. And here it's still overwhelming, but for whatever reason, the changes that they've made, the way that they have the quests laid out and all that, there's there's easier paths to figure out just what the hell I'm doing. Right. And I, yeah, I'm loving it. They've, they've nailed it. So that comes out at the end of March. Um, there's a mini series that supposedly is supposed to come out this year. It's called Masters of the Air. Uh, it's going to be on Apple TV+. Plus. It is uh, produced by Steven Spielberg and Tom Hanks. Basically, oh. do you see Band of Brothers or the Pacific? Yeah. It's uh, that except wow. for the World War II bomber campaign. Okay, I've seen a clip okay. of this. I think I saw something circulating online. And Band of Brothers is one of my like top like, miniseries. That it's, was amazing. It's one of the best yeah. things ever put on film. And yeah. so this is bringing that lens to... Wow. Uh, yeah. Okay. And I've always been really... Did you see 1917? No, I still have 1917? The, the, the Nolan movie. That wasn't Nolan. That um, You're right. thinking... Um, Sam Mendes, right? No, Dunkirk. yeah, you're right. It wasn't Dunkirk. 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 Dunkirk is no, I'm, no, I'm thinking of 1917. Is it's yeah, the one, the movie with the one shot? One yeah, that's 1917. Just, did yeah, you like? It's great. I love okay, it. Okay, just just curious. All Quiet on the Western Front, though. If you want to see a World War One oh, movie, good lord, I've seen that's, that. That's fantastic. Um, but anyway, so I'm super. I've been looking forward to that. I read the book. It's. Ba- I mean, obviously, it's historical. Uh, but there was a book called Masters of the Air that they they are optioning it. Basically, the whole thing. Um, Fall of the House of Usher, new miniseries on Netflix, supposedly again this year. All these have just 2023 release dates, so right. I don't know. But I don't know if you guys watched uh, Haunting of Hill House, Haunting of oh, Manor, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Midnight Mass. It's Mike Flanagan. Oh, did all man. I'm, I'm behind isn't that. This, isn't yeah. that also yeah. Edgar Allan Poe, Fall of the House of Usher? It is. I got a yeah. theme going on here. Um, <laughs> but Mark Hamill's going to be in it Ooh. in a sort of undisclosed role. I like um, that. Yeah. But, like um, that. I'm, yeah, I'm really looking, really, really looking forward to that. Mm. Um, and then the last two are movies: Mission Impossible. Yeah, D- Dead Reckoning. There's another Heck Mission yeah. Impossible title. There's yeah. another Mission Impossible. Coming yeah. Out? yeah, I guess I didn't know that. I, I love. I haven't watched the last two. Good action movies. Heck you yeah. haven't. So Mission Impossible Fallout is, I think, one of the best action movies ever put on film. I, Some I of the I best that. Yeah, visuals. Yeah. You think? Yeah, I agree. Like it's just one oh. of those things. Tom Cruise delivers every time. Yes. That's the Henry Cavill. Yes. Yeah. I was like, even as crazy oh, as he okay. is, I'm just like, <laughs> talking his... Some yeah. of the set pieces in that movie are some of the most incredible things I've ever seen in a movie theater. If you're going to go see it in a movie theater, the biggest screen yeah. you could find. Agreed. The um, new, the old one? Well, if you can, but... I don't think you can. <laughs> particularly <laughs> the new one. Uh, go rent out a movie theater. <laughs> you know, pay whatever bad. copyright you laws you need to. It's, you know, the... Um, the I almost said Dickinson. What is it? B&B. B&B. Yeah. It's, it's not that expensive to rent out a whole movie you theater. Just We've it done it for Millie's birthday. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah. It's like, maybe we should do this. Yeah, it's like, it's like 250 bucks. Yeah. If it's, no, if, it's a, if it's a non-first run movie. Yeah, yeah. So you get like 10 people, you pitch in, it's like 25 bucks a piece. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. That's nice. You can bring your own. Yeah, you like bring, Top Gun Maverick. You, bring your own food. Watch, you gotta watch that in the theater. To, you gotta watch it in the theater. This this is probably I know, for another I know. episode. Oh, We've and, gone and back. We've gone back and forth. I think you uh, should still go see it. I'm with you. you I think you should still go see it. Aren't they really releasing it in theaters? I think I mean they probably will. Did for Oscar consideration. I don't know if it's still there. It's just one of those that like I get the misogynistic type, like oh, you know, like the bravado of like pump, you know, chest thumping and stuff. But it's just like it's just a fun movie to watch. Especially in the theater. It is a almost religious experience seeing, like, being 
in that theater <laughs> with the screen and the sound. All hell talk. You haven't this. seen it, so you can't scoff. Yeah. But I, I get I'm what you're saying. So what, yeah, like, so what you was know. your last thing? Was that it? Oh, yeah. Uh, there's one more. Sorry. sorry. I, I mean, I no, got a whole I bunch of things. But yeah. to keep it at five, um, another historical movie. It's called Napoleon. It's a Ridley Scott movie. Mm. Joaquin Phoenix is Napoleon. Ooh. This I is, like this. Yeah. I like this. Stanley Too Kubrick tall. was going to direct Too this. Tall. Too tall. It <laughs> is the Stanley Kubrick version. Okay. It's that was like his lifelong dream. I don't know dream. if it's like 100% going to be the same, but I think it's basically the same production that's been... You know, Kubrick wanted to do it. He died, and then I think Spielberg picked it up. And then Kubrick's dead. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Breaking news. Wait, when did this happen? Uh, we landed on the moon. <laughs> but, and then I can't remember who plays Josephine, but it's some great actress too. So that's supposedely also not great enough to be remembered by you. Yeah, I know. It's not Kate Blanchett, I guess. No, no, it's what? It's, <laughs> it's like, not Rashida Jones. Is it Christina <laughs> Hendricks? I'm, I'm just what? You mean Rashida Jones? Fan? Oh man. Jones. You're not. <laughs> I mean, I, I am. I'm just like a fan. Yes. Or she, yeah. Rashida Jones. Maybe is, more of a relationship. She's, no, she's yeah. unknown. Yeah. Fair enough. She's on the Mount Rushmore. Mm. Um, I get it, man. I get it. Unicorn list with my wife, and <laughs> below my wife. Um, sure. Of course. Wait, wait. What are we talking about? That's <laughs> what I'm uh, You've gone too deep into the. Yes. Um, Does your wife gonna listen to this podcast? <laughs> Maybe we should stop. That's an entirely different podcast. Like all the Mount Rushmores here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be awesome. Yeah. I mean, there's no way it can't be awesome for me at least. For me personally, you, you named a couple things there, like Ridley Scott, you know, Joaquin Phoenix. Possibly Rashida Jones. Yeah, I'm on board. Revolution. There were a lot of people. You know what? Maybe I'll just go watch it and just be like, if she's in this, is great. There you it's go. Bonus. There you go. Yeah. Bonus. What you got to say? So I'm gonna I'm echo Jeff here. Uh, Mario, Mario movie. Yes. I'm very excited about Super this. Promising. And not only that, but like, so maybe not all the voice actors. Like I'm like yes, but like there are quite a few that I'm just like that fits. That fits. Even like yeah. I don't know like Seth Rogen. Okay, as Donkey Kong. I'm like yeah, but I'm like but he's got that like crunch to his voice that I'm like yeah, he could pull off Donkey yeah. Kong. But like Jack Black is like you know um, like Bowser and stuff like that. Yeah. I'm just like yes, like you're nailing things. And I heard there's gonna be a musical piece and stuff. And so I'm like yes, absolutely. <laughs> they got Mario. They got Mario Kart in there. Yes, and they I'm got just like everything. And I'm like there's gonna be so many hidden things that you know people are gonna go back and watch the frame by frame and they're like that's that from Mario. That's that. And I'm just like I can't wait for those things. Yeah. To come out and just like break it down you mentioned mandalorian season three i just pedro pascal like how do you emote behind a helmet and just be like the most amazing like actor still and i'm just like i can't have you wait. watched you seen the trailer yeah oh, heck, more mandalorian than ever yeah and just i mean like my son and i thumping our chest and just saying this is the way like he'll just, <laughs> we'll just look at each other and just say this is the way march 1st you and i are going to be watching this and everything so super excited about that um so this is kind of one that's already come out on amc better call saul the last season has run and Aww. i've been catching it when it picks up on netflix and so i haven't been watching it on amc but like it is just, it's exceeded Breaking Bad in some ways. Yes. Where I'm just like. 100%. Man, I just don't, I didn't think there was any way it could be any better. And it's just like, they take their time. Like, that's the thing is I feel like uh, Vince Gilligan and all those show writers that are like setting it up. They just, they don't, they let it sit. They don't like, like, hey, we got to rush this. We got to get to this point. They just say, let's just let these people be in this universe. And kind of like how you were talking about writing Let's see where they go. Yeah. Like, I feel like, you know, like they, I remember in Breaking Bad, they talked about in the writer show, um, spoiler a little bit for Breaking Bad, um, when Salzar dinged the bell and blew up everything that, that, like, that was like their, when they started writing for that season, they said, ding, boom. That was like their, like, we want to get here. And I feel like that's what they do with this is they take their time with each character to say, where would this person naturally go? 
what would naturally happen with this person. So it feels a little bit more believable as they're moving forward. And then they just introduce characters that I'm just like, I love this guy. They're a terrible person, but I love this person. And I'm just like, oh, it's fantastic. Like the uncle they brought in to kind of like run the show. I'm just like, he's great. Like he's amazing. So I'm really excited about that. Um, my son and I, well, let me see. Maybe I'll talk about So I'm really excited about Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Oh, I forgot about that. this game. year. I didn't even know that. I'm so excited. Like any of us that have like uh, you know, also participated in the Friday the thirteenth games oh. and stuff like that. I'm just like I'm ready for another like party game where we get together and it's just ridiculously stupid and fun <laughs> and we're like playing against each other. I'm like, I'm ready for another experience like that. And if it came out around Halloween, even perfect. Even I was perfect. I was legitimately scared of that movie when I was a kid because <laughs> I did not realize it was a comedy. Yeah. I oh, Killer Clowns! Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so when I, because I was too young yeah. to know it was a comedy, but then I think my parents didn't care if I watched it because they thought it was a comedy. And so I'm sitting here like, what? I sense the theme of your the pies burned his face off. I sense the theme of your parents not caring. My parents are very loving. They've cared. Yeah, you're like, your father is an amazing man who I appreciate very much in my life. I just want to throw that out there. All right. And then uh, the last thing is my son and I, um, we're going to go see Killer Queen, which is a tribute band to Queen. Oh, you know, Ka- this. Ka- so Kai's like Queen? He loves Queen. Queen. He's really? like Kai's like always like, I was born in the wrong era. I love oh, that. I, He's like old man. I can attest band. that his son was born yeah. in the wrong and era. And so like him and I, like we, you know, we'll listen to Queen and be like rocking out and stuff. And they're coming to the Uptown Theater. I think that's what it is. Maybe, but like in June or July, and I bought tickets for his birthday, and so we're we're gonna go see them and everything. So I'm I'm super excited, and he's been like, I want to go to a concert, Dad. I want to go to a concert, and so I'm like, this is like the perfect concert to like. So does does he know though? Are you waiting until his birthday? Okay, I've already told him his birthday was back in January 14th, 19th. Ooh, gosh, 14th. You can edit that out. We did. We're we're at that age now, though, where it's like we're 40 now. We get it. It's yeah. How old am I? What am I doing? (laughs) Exactly. So I get a little. We did that with with my daughter. Her Ed Sheeran is her favorite. Oh, okay. He's coming in August. To Arrowhead, and so we bought tickets for her birthday. So yeah, and so yeah, I'm just excited to take my son to a concert, and especially being Killer Queen, and you know, has he been to any like major concert before? No. So this will be like the first one. So cool. Really I have a to take him to it. Funny side story based off what you were just talking about. So Monica has Monica's dad, his cousin who lives in Ohio, her kids are take or her grandkids are huge Chiefs fans for some okay. reason. They surprised them with tickets to the Cincinnati game at Arrowhead for oh, playoffs. Wow. So her daughter took their son, their sons out to Arrowhead. And they were asking for advice for everything. And Monica goes, make sure they have something for their ears because it gets loud. And she goes, can't be any worse than a concert. They'll be fine. And I said, and Monica told me this. And I went, no, it's a different kind of loud. Uh, It's very much a different, like, explain that to her. She says that they'll be fine. And I'm like, it's a different kind of loud. (laughs) Like, there's... There's lots of ebbs and flows to being at a concert and the the how like loud it is. Mm-hmm. But when you're like a constant roar of people who's purposely doing that can be very overwhelming if you're not mm-hmm. used to it. Yeah. Um, Concerts are meant to sound pleasing. The noises made at a, at a, <laughs> a sporting event are meant to right. sound off. If, if anything, true. if anything, get the earplugs for the people around that are going to just be talking and saying things you don't yeah. need to hear. That was another great experience is taking my son to his first Chiefs game whenever Seahawks and Chiefs played. That nice. was great. I was like, yes. So 
I have I have a pretty simple list because I'm I'm pretty sure off the bat at least one of you will agree with me here maybe. Um, probably my biggest game I'm looking forward to this year is Starfield because I just I love I love Bethesda games. I I'm not huge on Fallout. I think Sam Sam's more I'm more Fallout, Fallout than uh, Skyrim. Right. Whereas I'm more Elder Skyrim. I'm afraid that Starfield's going to be Fallout in space, mm-hmm. but there's enough other crap that they're doing and happening, and this just looks so deep that I'm like, I just want to play it. Just give it to me now so I can play it. And that's plus it's on Game Pass, yes, so the best the be best deal in gaming. gaming. Sponsor um, us, Microsoft. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I just I don't know. It's just one of those games where I'm like, I have probably hyped up way too much in my head with too high of expectations is only going to be bound to fail. But for me personally, it's like a game that has been for the last year and a half. Just, I, I need this game. I want this game. So on and so forth. You're going to take time off from work when it comes out. Depends on reviews. If they, if reviews come out and everyone's like 10 out of 10, like whatever, I may take a day off. Like I, I prefer they release it on a Friday if that's the case. Cause I would rather, take a Friday off. Sure. I was a little agitated mm-hmm. that God of War Ragnarok was on a Tuesday, and I'm like, come on, everybody's moved to Friday now. Why, mm-hmm. why are you doing this? Um, one is, one One of my things I'm looking forward to is a is more of a, there's no confirmation, and it's just, this is me just praying to the gods out loud to just give me what I want, and that is the third and final book in a book series that I love called The King Killer Chronicles. The, the Doors of Stone, it's written by Patrick Rothfuss. The first two books, uh, Name of the Wind and Wise Man Fears, are two of my favorite books in the whole world. And if I could just get him to finish that third book, <laughs> I I would be the happiest person alive. Because I remember I asked you about that Name of the Wind. Yes. That You're, one time. He's I, like, an evangelist. You. you bought that yeah. book for me. I bought that book for you, yeah. and he still hasn't read it. No, and that's not true. I've read it. The whole thing? Mm-hmm. I finished it. Did you? Like a couple years ago now. Did you yeah. like it? I did. I did very much. But now you need to read Name I, of I the Wind. I know. I need to do... <laughs> or not Name of the, the Wind, Wise Man yeah. Fears. Um, but I, I, but I, after you settled that, I looked it up and saw that it was that series, and then that there was this whole consternation of, of will he ever finish the third book? He's... So, here's the thing. He wrote all three books years ago. I thought he was like a prolific author. Like he writes just all the time and is constantly. That's crazy. brain. That's, that's that is brain and Sanderson. Oh, that's fucking right. That's asshole right. who that's I love right. with all my heart. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you can see why I'd be confused. No, no, no. And I get that. Um, so he wrote all three books years ago, and he got his publishing deal off of it. But then it was he needed to go through and clean them up, and make them presentable. So then he did that with the first book, and it released. Well, as someone who's been writing, the books can develop and take a life of their own. So then he had to do that with the second one, which took him six years to get the second one out because he had to, you know. So he had then, like, saw all the changes that were made, and there's a lot of changes that now need to be made with the last book. So it's coming on 10 years yeah. now since the last book. And he says, but there's been just a lot of, like, before it was like everybody's like, when's he going to do it? Get it done with. Whereas, like, there are people within the industry who are now saying that they think the editor's actually seen the book now and has started doing some things and there's like a lot of talk that this might actually be the year whereas before it was always like just rumors yeah there's now a lot of actual real speculation that it might actually release this year don't get your hopes too high i i know i know but again like i said there's no confirmation yeah this is me just put it out there put it in the universe be positive about it um 
Oppenheimer. That was on my list. I I want to see this yes. movie. So I, yes. I I will watch any movie Christopher Nolan makes, but just yeah. and which is funny because I said I don't like watching heavy things. This movie's gonna be so <laughs> fucking heavy. Oh yeah, what's and, heavier? And, and and like I don't know. Like I knew it was coming, but it was kind of one of those eh, whatever. And then I watched the trailer because I was like, well, I have to watch this trailer because it's a Nolan movie, and I want to see mm-hmm. I want to see the actors. I want to see give me the feel of the movie, and I was like, oh yeah, I need. I need this movie to come out. I need to see this movie. Is that so? You look since you love historical movies. Is that, that one that you're just super? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Like I said, it's on my. How list. do you feel about the actors that are playing the parts that they're playing? I don't know enough about the real life people to be able to actually compare them. I'm mean about uh, the stuff they've done in the past, like the yeah. acting ability, like well, Cillian Murphy, and he, he's a fantastic. He's one of the most underrated people I think out there. Yeah. Um, I I haven't seen he's what is it um. Peaky Blinders? Is that the show? Yes, Peaky Blinders. I haven't seen that, so maybe he's getting the praise he deserves now. But, um, yeah, I I, I can't wait. I can't wait. I've been seeing it. I have the AMCA list, so I go. I see a lot of movies. And every so often they'll have a trailer, and it's it's got, like, a live countdown until the movie comes out. I think they've incorporated it in the the commercials, too. That's cool. Yeah, and so it it gives me hyped up every time I see it. Yeah. He's also got no kids. That's why I I know. I know. I know. I'm aware. I, if I'm there was an AMC movie, I, like I don't like driving to Independence. If there was one actually in Lee Summit, dude, I agree with you. Like, That's a me a thousand percent. Like, I, I know like, it's uh, only right there, yeah. but it's the Independence one's pretty terrible. It's across yeah. the street from Independence Center, and that whole area just kind of. In high school, I didn't give a shit. Yeah, I care now, and I just don't yeah. want to go. Got taste now. So you've grown. I, I used to work at Town Center AMC. That's, That's oh, yeah. high school, yeah. and um, there was a. Uh, in the summer, there was a, an AMC theater softball league, right? All the theaters <laughs> would field a team, and you'd play the other, the other theaters. And even then, we looked down on AMC <laughs> Independence. <laughs> saying something. Oh, yeah, there you go. A lot. There you go. <laughs> yeah, that one just, it feels more Independence than AMC. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. Well said. I like that. I Perfect. Like that. Perfect. Yeah. Um, uh, I know it's the last season, but I'm really stoked for Ted Lasso. It's it's I, it's just become something that I enjoy. I like the character. I like everything they've done. So I think that's probably what, top of my one of my yeah. when does TV that come out? shows. I don't think they've released a date. Oh, yet. they haven't. No. So I was a little like when they released the Mandalorian date. I was expecting Ted Lasso to come out way before Mandalorian was gonna. They were gonna announce that, but you know whatever. Um, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna use a, this as a segue into our last topic. Um, I am really looking forward to um, Hogwarts Legacy because Avalanche has no right to be making a game that looks as good as it does just because based off of their history of games they've made. And one, because it's not even the same style of games they've made in the past, but two, because their games have always just been serviceable. And like, especially when Disney bought them and they're like, oh, we're going to do all this. They released like one game and then they just threw them away. So, and now, now they're owned by Warner Brothers and Warner Brothers was going to sell off all their gaming people at one point. And next thing you know, they've like, oh, Probably we're making, Disney. yeah, we're making a, we're making a, a Harry Potter game. And you're like, eh, it's Avalanche. Ugh, okay. I don't know how well this is going to transition. And then it's like, it's going to be open world. And I'm like, that's too involved for Avalanche. <laughs> that's like, no, you're not taking a small studio that's never done anything this large, but Somebody made a point to me because when I had this conversation, they were like, oh, you mean like um, Gorilla making Ghost of Tsushima? 
And I went, that's different. Gotcha, <laughs> it was there, like, gotcha, I was like, okay, maybe, but then this well, is Hello Games, right? Making uh, No Man's Sky, even though it took them about <laughs> yeah, five years to get it right, but they did. Right. But, like, I I can't stop looking at everything they released for this game. And every time something new comes out, I'm like, why does this game look so good? It looks like, and it doesn't look like you have to be a Harry Potter fan. It looks like a it, you know, appeal to anybody mm-hmm. that likes mythical type creatures yeah. or anything else going on. And it's just weird to me that it's such a, it looks so good. And it's only a couple weeks away. Like if you if you bought the de- the deluxe one, I think pre ordered it's like in a February week or two. February ninth, right? Yeah, it's, it's just like a regular release. Yeah, thing. it's yeah. the so I don't know. It's but that's that's my five things that I'm looking forward to. Um, but to use that as a segue to our last topic, and I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on this, but I think it's an important thing to talk about. Um, I'm gonna read straight from my little prepared statement here uh hogwarts legacy is releasing in a couple weeks and it has a lot of debate happening as to whether people should play it or not based on the creator's anti-trans views uh do any of you plan on playing it and how do you deal with content you love that's created by quote-unquote horrible people or people whom views and opinions you don't agree with do you anybody wanting to play the game um so uh Generally, no, for me. It's um, not your style but, of game? Well, it's just that I've never huge been into Harry Potter. Okay. And um, even from the start, I was just never interested in it. Um, my daughter loves it. We, you know, we're just, especially during the pandemic, looking for movies, you know, that we can watch. And we're Relatively like, oh, family Harry, friendly. Yeah, 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 you that's... know, we're like, here's Harry Potter. There's a bunch of them. <laughs> there's and, lots of hours know, of yeah, exactly. <laughs> content. To... And so she loves it. You know, she was Hermione for Halloween a couple of years ago, the whole deal. Um, but, yeah, I've just never been super into it. But to your to the point you were making, you know, every time I see stuff, I'm like, man, this that combat, like, it actually looks kind of interesting, right? Like, combat Which you wouldn't think just a wand like, like yeah, how are they like, going to make, that gonna make this appealing? Fun? It's going to, it's going to seem stupid, but it looks really cool. And combat is always like number one for me right. in video games. So it does look intriguing, but yeah, the, it's a weird, it's a weird sort of topic. And I right. don't, I don't have a strict line, but it's actually kind of funny because this, this topic came up um, in the horror literature subreddit um, today where there was a, some horror writer who I was not familiar with, but um, he was revoked his membership from the Horror Writers of America Union, I guess, and he was like, he, he had won the Bram Stoker Award and other different horror awards, and he was um, like, they were stripped from him and everything because he had anti-trans views, right? And he was, goes on, he apparently went on these multiple tirades. Again, I had no idea about any of this stuff. Um and then one of the comments that somebody made that that I actually ended up agreeing with, you know, because they were the 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 original poster was was saying, okay, well, you know, where does everybody draw the line, especially when you know, as a horror literature fans, you know, one of the godfathers of horror literature was was H.P. Lovecraft, who was a virulent racist, yeah, and you know, so it's like, what, where do we draw the line? What, how do you how do you navigate that? You know, someone was like, well, you know, I somebody from a hundred years ago, like HP Lovecraft, you know, people like that tended to be more a product of their time. And it's easy to separate it when you think of them, you know, I mean, back at that time, it was literally taught in an academic setting, you know, racism was, was even more so now, 
was institutional, more so right. than now, was institutionalized. And so, you know, you can at least see how that can how that can occur. But now when we have every bit of information at our fingertips that you could possibly want, and you have someone like J.K. Rowling who can wake up every morning and just literally sit on her mountains of cash and billions and billions of dollars and not do a damn thing, and she decides that she wants to be ignorant and she wants to go out and say these things online, it's like, and use her platform to espouse this hatred, it's like, it's harder to find an excuse for that. Right. And so then, at that point, it's like, do I want to feed into this? Like, it's not going to make any difference if I buy, you know, Hogwarts Legacy. Right. Like, she's already a billionaire. Right. But how much do I want to Because there is that it? discussion that the rights have already been paid for. She's yeah. already earned her, her penny off of it. And, and then the, the, the sort of caveat to that discussion is then, then you're hurting the devs, right? Because these people don't necessarily, you know, they didn't choose to work on this game necessarily. They're right. employees of this company, but they still put their heart and soul into it. And so mm-hmm. are you going to, you're more hurting them and their possibilities of future employment if you don't. So, you know, that's kind of a different right. sort of subtopic Involved, but just generally speaking, you know, it, it's hard to find a definitive line. Um, but you know, if I can find typically for me some way where I can like see an understanding from the person of what they did being wrong and that you know, some sort of effort to fix, then <laughs> Which I you're not getting in this, right? Situation. Right, which I can usually get over it, right? But you know, another one being like, I think you might have had that, yeah, so no. like. I put Bill Cosby down. So like I yeah. Well, you, you had Kevin Spacey to make me think of uh, like Mel Gibson. Oh, right? you know, right. I grew That's up a great loved one. loved Mel Gibson growing up, and then you know, horrible anti semite. Yeah. And there's there's no and misogynistic very much so. And there's no no intent to change. No no recognition of 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 him being in the wrong. And just so it's just like he's done. Right. So that's kind of where I, if that's a line at all, that's that's where I try and draw it. Right. So like I put Bill Cosby down specifically as related to me because I've I grew up loving, I, you know, growing up on his show. I think we're all the age group that watched mm-hmm. that show, and his comedy in general. I used to quote his comedy almost religiously at times, and I found like since everything's transpired with him, like I go, I'll think of like something, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> and like what and I was like well there's a funny joke and a story about this and this it's like oh what is it it's a Bill Cosby thing I don't want to yeah which but it's funny because I found myself I want to say right before Thanksgiving there was something I couldn't remember and I remembered it was on the him, Bill Cosby himself thing and I just fucking looked it up and watched it and I remember laughing while I was watching it but then I was like and you're a piece of shit why did you like because I feel like now you've taken this away from me you have your own shit, but now you've taken that away from me to be able to enjoy your stuff. Yeah, and it's and the same thing happened with, with the stuff with Marilyn Manson recently. I was like, I love Marilyn Manson because of the music that I listened to with what was happening in my life at the time, and now I'm having a hard time yeah, listening well, to Manson. It's actually kind of interesting you say that because specifically with with J.K. Rowling and Harry Potter, I remember it was Daniel Radcliffe a little while ago um, within the last year because they did the the Harry Potter 20th anniversary last year. And, um, oh God, that was two years ago. Um, <laughs> but <clears throat> the, um, he said, you know, if you have a special relationship with these books or movies, you know, that's between you and those books and movies, not between you and the author. So you don't have to, um, 
you know, you can still have that relationship that can still yeah. be meaningful to you mm-hmm. without having Don't to. Don't let it taint so, it. Exactly. Basically. Yeah. So yeah. that's, just wanted to stick And that's that how I feel. So that's kind of how yeah. I feel about this game because the, the audience that those books were geared at are now people that are, would play a game like this. Mm-hmm. And like, I, I know somebody in particular that was like, I don't know if I want to play it because I've basically become so anti anything associated with her. But it's like, I love the characters. I love the story. I love the, the, the world that has been created. And so they're having a, they were having a tough time associating with that. Was it a game that Jeff or, or Steve or Sam that you were, I don't have no time. <laughs> you don't have no time like, to play it. The short games. They need but like you've, you've told me you thought it looks good. It look looks good. cooler than I thought like, any right has to be. Right. I was just like, when you kind of were saying the things about like this game studio coming out with this and just being like, man, can they actually accomplish like the world of Hogwarts and like right. all these things? And I was like, when they were showing the systems and day and night cycle, I was like, I, I think they might actually nail this. Right. Like, I'm kind of surprised. Um, but I just, it's what a game like open world games that, like appeal less and less to me as I get older. Because <laughs> I'm just like, we've talked about, like, about you want your time. 10 to 15 hour game. Yeah, at I most need that. Like, let me get through it. Let me be done with it and just kind of wrap it up and be like, I'm finished. Do you have anything where you've been like, there's shitty people that you like their stuff? Did how do you, how do you separate uh, the misogyny that is um, Top Gun and Tom Cruise? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a loaded question with Jeff sitting right now. <laughs> So I think the thing is, is that I am always open for the discussion of what, you know, the person's views are. You don't go DEFCON 5 right away no, as to the thing no. you're like, let's talk about and it. I, yeah, exactly. It's like one of those things like, let's talk about it. And from having um, dealt with. You know, having just children and different worldviews and things that like I had like strong views on when I was younger and then just have changed over time. I think understanding the importance of like trying to meet somebody where they're at, because you're never going to be able to have a discussion or convince anybody of your idea or thought or like even convince is kind of a bad word to use. You're never going to be able to see somebody else's perspective without actually being able to like talk to him about it and just say, hey, tell me why you think that way. Tell me why you see it this way. Because I kind of like to understand it. And then, like, then you can actually have a discussion. I think that's the bigger, important part of this. But there are definitely some people out there that, like, you know, you look like R. Kelly. And, like, all of a sudden, like, all the songs that I was like, oh, I was singing this. I was like, oh, now this feels really dirty. Like, we'll see. And another, I know that I another example I put on here is somebody like Michael Jackson, yeah, Michael, who, who was constantly getting, you know, sued or like put into yeah. like all these people saying these things happen, but nobody was ever to prove it. But it's, it's added a, a little a, a haze yeah, over who exactly. he is. And it's hard because like, I'm like, do I like his music? Yeah. Like I like to listen to Michael Jackson occasionally. Like my kids are, like I said, Kai's an old soul and he'll listen to it and be like singing songs. And I'm just like, man, I just, it's hard. But like, maybe that opens up the ability to have a discussion about like, you know, there's, there's bad people in this world. There's, there's things that exist that like, you know, you should try to be accepting and loving of other people. And like, let's have that conversation. Let's just, yeah. let's talk about that. And especially like with even my oldest, like going through lots of transitions in her life and stuff and having to just kind of meet her where she's at. And you know, you're just, you're not gonna, you're not going to be able to see somebody's perspective as you're trying to barge in on them and tell them, well, you need to see my perspective. And right. so trying to like go towards them and say, let me understand where you're coming from. And I've had a lot of time to kind of start to understand that a little bit better. Right. And so it's opened my eyes to, okay, so if somebody, if this taints somebody's like Hogwarts legacy, like, oh, JK Rowling, I just can't stand it. Okay, that's fine. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, I get it. Like, you being like, this feels bad to me. I don't want to play it. Okay, I get it. 
Like but that's hard. But at the same time, if you're somebody who's who loves this is something that means yeah, the world Harry to Harry Potter and, and everything like that, it doesn't make you a bad person either. It's just it's better to have like be able to talk about that if you want to. Right. Or otherwise just let them enjoy what they like to enjoy. And if they're doing that and they're not harming anybody, usually it's okay. There may be some other places of like negligence and things like that at things that are being let go that maybe there's time to have a discussion. Um, but for the most part, let people enjoy what they enjoy and then have that conversation with your house. Because I will say I've, I've been a pretty bad um, back in the day when I was younger of trying to convince people of my way, of my ideas and thoughts and being like, well, you should understand why this movie sucks because it sucks and is a garbage fire, and I'll tell you why. <laughs> and you've got to under, you've got to agree with me because I'm correct. And then as I've gotten older and like understood more things, I'm like, that's not really a good way to approach things. I'd rather have the discussion of like, you know. And I've even stopped when people ask me my opinion on things. Like I'll be like, I didn't really care for it, and I'll stop. And then if they would like to know more, then, then I'll elaborate. But I kind of stopped there because sometimes people don't want to have that discussion. They just want to know like, did you like it or did you not? Yeah, I agree with everything they've said. With art in particular, at least in my opinion, the minute it, it is created, whether or not the person owns the copyright or the trademark or whatever, the art really no longer belongs to them. The belongs to the people. Yeah, it belongs to the people that are viewing it because art is subjective and it, no matter what their intent is, it's how the viewer or player or whatever interprets it. And that relationship defines what it is. And I yeah, I think it would be awful to throw that away just because the person that created it is awful because we've said a million examples of people who right. just got awful, terrible, but have created things that are beautiful, really. And you have to be able to separate those. I think, mm -hmm. um, especially in today's day and age, I've wrestled with this. Uh, my wife and I got really into racing. I told you guys mm -hmm. racing is a very right wing sport. And, uh, as, we, as a NASCAR fan, you are correct. <laughs> <laughs> we, we don't watch NASCAR so much as IndyCar, but it's, it's still it's pervasive. There's a lot too. of bleeding between <laughs> those two. Yeah, that's very much not where we are, but we enjoy it, and it, you have to just separate it. That's not art. I'm well, I guess. Well, no, but it's but, it's entertainment, right? It's and in today's day and age, yeah, I just feel like you have to be able to do that in order to not deprive yourself of something of joy and potentially beautiful things. And it, the closer and closer you get to the line though, like Jeff was saying of, of actually actively funding somebody though, essentially that's where it does get trickier. Like mm -hmm. I would not donate money to a campaign or something that JK Rowling was running, but it, yeah, it's tough. It's like you said, everyone has to make their own personal decision, but I think ultimately you have to be able to separate the art from the artist. Yeah. It was interesting to me because my son came up to me. My son's a massive Harry Potter fan. And he came up to me a couple of weeks ago, about a month ago or so now, and he looks at me and goes, hey. He's like, yeah. He goes, you know, I still want to play Hogwarts Legacy, right? And I was like, yeah, we've talked about, you know, like whether I was going to get it or not. He's, are you going to get it? And I was like, well, I'm leaning towards yes, really heavy right now. And he goes, can we just pirate it? And I was like, <laughs> I was like, you're speaking to Napster era father all of a sudden. And I'm like, I'm like, what are we, what are we pirating? <laughs> what is, and I'm like, I was, I was like, don't want to, I said, you don't want to give her money. He goes, no. And it's like, well, I respect that opinion. I really do. Because even at 15, you know, he, he's developing his own yeah, views right. on the world and he sees that there's this thing he loves that he wants. 
but he does not agree with the person that creates it and doesn't want to give that person the money. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I was like, that's very interesting. Cause he's never like, like he, we have conversations about this kind of stuff, but the fact that he just came up to me and was like overly, that's pretty neat. And I'll be honest. I said, I was like, no son, we can do that. Or we can't do that at all. That would be, uh-huh. that would be wrong. Just saying, let us preface this podcast yeah. by saying that we're not condoning and, the act of piracy yes. at all. And, uh, yeah. And I think the important thing to remember, too, is is there are degrees within this, right? Because, you know, and I think, you know, J.K. Rowling is probably in one of, like, the highest degrees of, of like, wrongness in my eyes because... Uh, I mean, hate when, is hate. Yeah, and, and when you get to, uh, specifically, like, when you get to a point of, um, you know, essentially propagating violence against a group of people, right? You know, that's where it becomes harder to just sit down and, and debate yep. someone. And it's like, you know, like, this is objectively wrong, yeah. right? There's there's no, like, let me see your point of view on that. Right. Whereas, you know, like, um, what's the guy's, uh, Jeff Garland, he's in the um, Curb Your Enthusiasm, yeah. right? He just got, he's on that Goldberg show, and he got yeah, kicked off of that I show that. for being a huge asshole. Mm-hmm. And it's like, there's nothing... You know, nothing that's like prosecutable. Like he was just a dick, yeah. and it's like that's not cool. I don't, you know, I'm not, I wouldn't condone that behavior. But it's a lot easier for me to see that and be like, well, that kind of sucks that he's an asshole. But he's funny as hell on these shows, you right. know, as opposed to, you know, that being on one end of the spectrum and the other end being like, I am actively using my platform to yeah. convince people to do bad things to an entire group of people. Like there, there's this so guy there's, that's there's an all asshole. These degrees in there. And Kanye West. <laughs> yeah, Those, exactly, right? Because that's because that's also another conversation I've had with friends of mine. Those are the the people who devout Kanye West fans that I am friends with. Yeah, that they're like, nope, doesn't represent me anymore. Like yeah. I just can't. Yeah, I posted um, on the PSA dot com Twitter feed about the episode tonight, and I posted a poll that said, "What are your thoughts on Hogwarts Legacy?" The options I gave were buying it, boycotting it, pirating it, and I don't care. Eighty um, percent said buying it. Twenty percent said don't care. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was an interesting. That was off of. It was only ten votes, but that is still, yeah. No, we didn't get any of the second option there. Right? No, nobody. Yeah. Nobody said boycotting it. And nobody said pirating it. Nobody's going to admit to pirating it. I can't see who voted what. People, it's okay. You could have been honest. <laughs> <laughs> well, another alternative I heard. I think on one of the gaming podcasts I listened to, somebody mentioned donating an equivalent amount mm-hmm. or even more yeah. to like the Trevor project or yeah. something yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. I'm spending $70 on like this game, that. but I'm also donating $70 to the Trevor project. Yeah. It's a good idea. It's cool. Yeah. Um, guys, I thought of one thing that nobody said on something they were looking forward to the most, and I feel very horrible for it, but none of us said John Wick. And I just, oh, I, I yeah. feel like that's, that was a, what? I know. Uh, I know. I haven't seen the third one. I've seen the first two. Third one. Oh, cool. and I forgot one other thing too. Uh, episode 103 of the podcast. <laughs> 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 episode 103. Well, gentlemen, it was great having you on. Uh, yes, would love you. to have you come back again. Absolutely. For group, sure. Group, individually, it. whatever stuff. Yeah. This is awesome, guys. Um, this nice to meet you in person. Yes. Likewise. Yes. Likewise. Uh, yeah, face with a name. <laughs> um, beer, wings, discussion. Be I like better. it. For the uh, listeners, we've been in a group chat and played Madden together for... Two ish, two ish years. Yeah, it's the first time we've. Yeah, I bowed out of that quick. <laughs> <laughs> but we're still in the group. Chat. Yeah, I'm still, we're still in the group, group chat, chat. But I bowed out of the Madden. Well, the Madden League like, died anyway. So yeah, that's true. Although I was thinking that as soon as they moved 23 over to 
to I, EA play. I keep I keep thinking, you know, I'm just gonna throw it out good. there in the What's um, the problem? You were too good. You were too good for one whole I was, season. <laughs> I was I was too forward apparently. Well, I think, no, I I'll, I'll be hundred percent um transparency here. I spent the last two months before you had even won with conversations with everybody discussing whether they wanted to keep playing. Oh, really? So it was even before you had won the Super Bowl or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And it was, so there was like, man, I don't know if I want to keep going. I sat, I had a really long conversation with Brent one night telling him, you can't bow out of this. You were my helper. And he was like, <laughs> I don't know. I'm just, uh, but I think, I think we did a lot. We played a lot of games over the span of yes, a very short of amount yeah. of time. And that's why I was kind of thinking, you know, especially, we got to like 10 seasons. <laughs> we did. Well, it's like, I'm, so in my head, I'm like, Super Bowl comes around, Chiefs win. Or even if the Chiefs lose, but mostly like if the Chiefs win the Super Bowl and they move that over to the free to, you know, free on Game Pass mm-hmm. thing now, I'm like, maybe some people will be like, okay, football's going away. I kind of want to keep football, football going. Yeah. We'll, we'll, yeah. we'll maybe put something together for NFL it. NFL draft is in Kansas City. NFL yeah. draft yeah. is in Kansas City. I think at one point we had all talked about going. Yeah. Yes. And I, I would be open to having that discussion. Yeah, that would so. be super fun. That'd be incredible. Well, gentlemen, again, it was good to see you. Thanks for having us. Sam? Absolutely. Everybody, enjoy your games.